Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Uh, usually, before we do these recordings, we say, okay, so what are we going to talk about today? But uh, there was no question as to what we're going to talk about today. It's, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's an awful, awful topic. Uh, it's an awful reality, what's going on between Israel and Hamas. And uh, I do want to specify that this is between Israel and Hamas, not Israel and the Palestinian civilians in Gaza, uh, because, I mean, they haven't, there hasn't been an election in Gaza since, what, 2006 or something of that nature? Um, and even then, only 40% or so voted for uh, for Hamas. Hamas is uh, not a particularly benevolent government to the civilians in uh, in Gaza. And in some ways, I would see Hamas as almost being the real occupiers of Gaza at this point. No free press, uh, no free expression, people disappearing if they disagree. So the i don't i don't have enmity towards palestinian civilians who really have no uh they have no control no say over what hamas does this is about hamas a terrorist organization which has proven or has er definitely earned that label in the past week yeah and and they said you know it's an islamist militant movement like you say it was elected in 2006 but that was you know the last election and they they are very much an occupying force as well in 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 gaza uh you know the uh the palestinian authority uh in the west bank what you know has nothing wants nothing to do with them um and it's it's you know like i say they uh they they basically you know, are keeping keeping their own people uh, captive. I mean, and the, and the only thing that keeps uh, keeps them in power is the fact that there's there's really no one to say otherwise. And 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 Gaza itself, you know, a, a, a strip of land that's only forty kilometers long. Um, you know, it has it has no 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 truck with the outside world at all. I mean, it's not like there's there's outside influences that uh, you know that that provide. You know the the basis for any kind of an opposition or an understanding, and you know I think as well. I mean, we're seeing that uh, that there are you know, member states in 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 the region, um, you know, Arab states that are uh, are are they like Hamas being there because they're they're a, a thorn in the side to Israel. And so you know they can they can put up with the with what uh, Hamas is doing and not provide an alternative because it serves their purpose as well as as a as a proxy you know before before this became a hot war you know they were a proxy for ongoing you know terrorist uh, attacks on 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 Israel and and uh, drawing you know resources and 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 everything else away from from other things that Israel could be doing. Well, you know the thing is that. Unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, the Arab nations have never actually cared about the Palestinian people as people. I think that they have always seen them as a political tool, as a uh, sort of Damocles to hold over Israel or a knife to Israel's throat. Uh, the, the, <clears throat> if you look at the way Palestinians are treated in some Arab countries, it's not particularly, it's not particularly attractive. In fact, the Palestinians in, in many ways have 
uh, more rights in Israel than they do in some other country. I mean, I think it's Lebanon where they're forbidden from holding certain jobs like doctors and so on. Like the, the Arab nations, they see the Palestinian people as a tool. I don't believe they really care much about them. They could have settled the uh, the the refugee issue a long time ago. They don't want to. They continue to encourage the Palestinian people to stay there and to, to fight, to drive the Jews into the sea. And they do it because it provides regional leverage uh, for them. So the Palestinian people, uh, they've been stepped on by uh, the Arab nations, used that way. And then Israel has responded in ways, in some ways I completely understand. Uh, certainly we understand now why there was a wall uh, bordering Gaza to Israel and why there are security checkpoints um, after we see, saw what happened this, this past week. But, you know, Israel Israel's basically been a nation at war since it, it was created and the Arab nations refused to recognize it and launched a war to destroy it. Countries at war do, they're, they're given to excesses. I mean, if you, people don't like to think about what uh, the Allies did in uh, World War II, uh, firebombing of Dresden and things of that nature. Um, we like to think that everything, there are clean wars. And so Israel has been, has come, you know, their soldiers have committed excesses. There's no question. Their leaders have made terrible mistakes. Uh, and, you know, when when you're a country that recruits all your citizens, except for your ultra-religious ones, another story, but you recruit people at 18, this is not a process that weeds out the bad apples. It, it brings in everybody. So you're going to get some people who should not be given weapons or any authority. It just happens. And they do bad things. Uh, well, some of these well, these soldiers who do bad things are uh, at, at times brought to justice. They're not usually given the kind of uh, sentences that they deserve. On the flip side, uh, nobody in the Palestinian side who commits excesses gets uh, brought up on charges uh, and tried in a court by Hamas or the, the Palestinian Authority, as far as I know. There's really no there's really no parity there. And the thing that's really sad is the average age in uh, Gaza, as I understand it, is 18. These are young people. And they've been incubated in their schools with this absolute hatred, not of Israel or Israelis, but of Jews. And we're seeing that. This they they have no outside influences. They have no there, as you said, there's no international influence that can come in and have them question. Uh, what they're being taught. And so they believe what they're being taught. They believe everything they're told and they get, but I, but Stephen, I, I, I'm struggling to understand. We know that there are serial killers and spree killers and so on that commit atrocities, but the number of atrocities committed by Hamas in, in, uh, in Israel it staggers the imagination, the depth, the depravity, the atrocity, the barbarity. And it wasn't by one or two people. It was what prompts so many people to lose any shred of humanity when, you know, as they've just confirmed, they decapitated babies and burned them alive in their cribs. What, what can grip so many people 
to do something so horrible. I know, and, and it's it's sad and unfortunately, even recent, you know, everyone you know, obviously reaches back to the Holocaust um, for for that kind of uh, you know barbarity. But you know, unfortunately, we've had you know we've had Rwanda, we've had um, we've had the Balkans, we've had uh, uh, you know various genocides, uh, you know, whether it's Myanmar or. Uh, uh, you know, well, you know, there's all kinds of nations that have had uh, had these sorts of things at, at the same scale. And uh, you know, we like to think of us, you know, as a human race, as a, as a as a large collection of people who who share, you know, most of the, the same DNA that 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 this kind of thing, you know, especially since the Holocaust, which, you know, is, is a very European centric uh, uh, thing. That's that that we've learned our lesson, and you know, and the sad truth is, is, is we just, you know, we haven't, and there will be people who will be mass murderers and will, you know, murder babies and uh, old people, and you know, without without a thought. And it's, you know, it, I think it's it's a it's a tribute to to the rest of us that we find that inconceivable, but unfortunately, it isn't inconceivable to everybody in the world and people who are, like you said, brainwashed. Or uh, you know, uh, you know, I've I've always contended that uh, that militant religion, whether it's whether it's Islamic, whether it's uh, it, it's Christian, whether it's uh, it's you know some of the extreme uh, you know um, even evangelical strains of of or, or millennial strains of 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 any religion, you know, and, and the Jewish faith has its own crazies oh, yeah. as well. We've got uh, um, we've got some ultra orthodox <clears throat> that are just yeah. reprehensible in their thoughts and behaviors. Yeah, and you know, and and you can forgive people for using this kind of language uh, at at a time like this because the the crimes that we're seeing uh, committed by Hamas are are truly horrific. But uh, you know, I, I saw a um, a Canadian rabbi who was talking about these you know these these subhuman monsters. Say, like, okay, well that's it's a moral judgment, yes, but you know the way that you justify doing things is by saying that people are not human, and that allows people to. To, to unleash uh, you know unthinkable things on on other human beings because you know you 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 say they are not human that's very different than 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 justice um you know and like i say it, it can be forgivable you know with the uh, families who are suffering from this kind of thing and it's it's still very very raw but you know there there's such hard feelings and it's it's hard for me like i say you know i'm not jewish um, I say, I, I, you know, aside from being a member of the human race, I don't really have a dog in this fight any more than I, I did in Rwanda or Srebrenica or any of the other horrific things of the, of the 20, 20th, 21st century. Um, but it's, it, it, it's hard for me to look at, look at this and and think you know there's lots of people who are other siding it and this isn't a time for other side we can certainly understand like you said that the uh the, the people in the west bank have have been indoctrinated because you know hamas has been in charge of the school system since 2006 and all those people who are now of of military age grew up with that uh that belief um, the same way that you know young Germans you know grew up at a certain age for World War II, uh, you know not knowing any other government than the, than the Nazi government, you know that that certainly skews a lot of people's uh, view of things. But uh, it's it, it's it, it's difficult for us to to understand just you know exactly how 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 
interconnected all these things are and then you add a layer of politics on top of that too because you know um you know iran is one of hamas's biggest supporters you know they they give them money and weapons and training and you know we've got the whole you know the the complexities of the united states relationship with iran and russia's relationship with iran as well and turkey has been a a big backer of hamas as well all they say they only support them politically and and not with weapons and and other bad things but uh, you know but turkey a member of nato but soft on russia and it goes back to you know, i was talking to somebody the other day about um about how europe feels about uh, about muslims generally and you know I, I pulled out sort of the history saying well the ottoman empire you know tried several times to invade and capture um, um uh, europe you know, they're stopped at the gates of vienna in the late 1600s uh, you know they they conquered uh, spain um and and the person i was talking to said well yeah but that was a long time ago you know no one no no one you know you can't expect people to still have bad feelings based on something that happened three four hundred years ago and i go hey, hmm. you know people do um yeah you know, that's also if, that's long that, that what that is also meant is people have had three four hundred years to for this stuff to ferment yeah yeah i mean and you, and you see well we saw it in bosnia i mean that that's basically oh it was awful that that was basically the result of what was happening three four hundred years ago in Europe, and you know these tribes that you know got entrenched and and nursed these grudges, and you know when it finally burst, it they did terrible terrible things to each other again to women and children and old people. Um, so hey, we keep saying like oh it's so hard to understand. It's like on uh, uh, one level you know you and me living in a peaceful tolerant get along kind of society far removed from it yeah it's it, it's really hard for us to understand but for the people who are there um you know on on both sides you know it, it's 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 part of the culture that they've grown up in and, and yeah and the question the big question is you know hamas why now i mean what what is it that wow. you know were they uh are they being egged on by by iran uh, who's being egged on by Russia in order to provide a distraction from the uh, from the events in Ukraine, uh, because you know Russia would certainly like the United States and the world to kind of turn their eyes to another theater of of atrocities right now. So you know they encouraged Hamas to uh, to um, have a push, and uh, and I've heard one of the most interesting theories that I heard is that Hamas really doesn't like ruling the West Bank, um, that they're you know they're bored. If you can put it that way, they're tired of it. They don't like administration. They're not getting anywhere. Um, they've got nothing but headaches because of the embargoes and 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 the limitations uh, that the, that the, uh, that, the that, that Gaza has uh, um, imposed on it. You know, there, it, there's really not a path if you're uh, you know a death to Israel state. You know, with Israel as your border, there's really not much of a future in that. Um, and that Hamas has finally just said, you know what, this is basically a suicide, you know, Hamas is famous for suicide bombers. This is like a mass suicide bomber. It's like, yep, we're, we're, we know we're not going to win this. We're going out. Uh, we're going to just throw all kinds of terrible things at innocent people. And one way or another, we're going to be done with this. You know, we don't, we don't intend to go back to being the ruling authority in Gaza. Interesting. Sorry, interesting. Yeah. So anyway, it was an interesting theory. And I, I, I kind of thought, it's hard to get into the psychology of that because it's so crazy. But uh, you know that's the luxury that we have not not living in a in a crazy society. Yeah, I, it 
That's an interesting theory. I hadn't heard that one. I mean, if you look at, I mean, everything comes down to politics. I don't care what you, you know, what coding you put on it. Uh, if it's a religious coding or what an ideological politics comes down to basically uh, power and also conflicts come down always to resources and land. Um, everything else on top is embroidery. But if you look back to uh, when Ehud Barak was prime minister of Israel and Bill Clinton was president of the United States and Yasser Arafat was in charge of the PLO. And under Clinton's administration, uh, the prime minister of Israel uh, basically offered uh, Arafat about 80, 80 to 85% or more in some response of what they wanted. It was like, okay, here's, you know, usually negotiations, you're lucky if you get 60, 40, um, or 50-50. But in this case, Barack was saying, okay, we'll give you like 80-85% of what you want, but you're, you know, there's still some you're not going to get because it's a negotiation. Arafat refused it and started up a second uprising, a second intifada. And if you look at it, it's especially with all of the billions of dollars that still has disappeared and never been found under uh Arafat's uh governance of the PLO. These these people are leaders. If Arafat had acceded to make to, to, to the offer from Barak from Israel, there would have been no need for Arafat anymore or his uh, cronies who were in power. They were pretty comfortable in power. Uh, you know, as much as we hear about the, the suffering of Palestinian civilians, which I don't doubt, uh, the leaders were living pretty well. And if he had if they'd made peace, a new generation of leaders who were not warriors, but were diplomats would have had to take come in and, and take over. And they didn't want that. So the idea that that the that Arafat wanted there to be peace, he didn't. It ruined his status quo. Um, you've got now with with Hamas, the Arab nations who have been using the Palestinian people as a as a lever, as I mentioned earlier, seem to be abandoning that lever, abandoning the Palestinians. They're making relationships and overtures and secret backroom deals with Israel, despite the fact that there's been no progress in the uh, discussion of a Palestinian homeland in, in quite some time. Hamas is looking at it and saying, well, um, we're being made irrelevant here. Uh, all of our talk of, of uh, driving the Jews into the sea, it's we're not getting the, the support from Arab nations. Saudi Arabia was about to make a uh, normalization deal uh, arrangement with Israel. And we've seen other under the Abraham Accords, um, even going back to Egypt, we've seen other Arab nations accepting Israel's reality. The regional security for Arab nations, they're better off uh, working with Israel against places like Iran. And there's also economic benefits. And so if you're Hamas and you see that uh, donations and support have dried up, um, you're going to want to uh, make, you know, hey, I'm here, we're here. And yeah, as you said, this is a, this isn't even, this isn't a Hail Mary. This is a burn it all down move by Hamas because they're, they were being made irrelevant. And at this point, 
I, I don't know how they believe they're ever going to achieve any real standing um, with European nations or others. I mean, they had done a really good job over the last couple of decades of manipulating or, or playing to the black hat, white hat ideas of the West, that, that one side's always bad and one side's always good, completely, no gray. And they'd made a lot of progress in winning uh, sympathies. And now, I mean, they've blown that. That's They're not getting that back anytime soon, uh, depending on what it is Israel does in response. So this is just, it's madness. It's very clearly Iran flexing its muscles. It's very clearly that, clear that they want instability in the region, not the stability that a deal with Saudi Arabia and then perhaps others after that would have brought. And and so this is this is what this is what we have. And yeah, uh, and like like you said, I, mean, I don't know how they come back from this. I mean, there there are still groups. I mean, even as as the atrocities are uh, against civilians are 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 coming to light. Uh, uh, you know, Hamas, uh, you know, uh, I'm talking about Hamas's uh, atrocities against civilians here. There are still groups, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, we saw in in Canada um, and on campuses in the United States who are very, very pro-Palestinian. And I mean, and, and like you said, I think Pal uh, the Palestinian Authority, you know, especially you know, the West Bank has, uh, you know, moderated its tone it's played the politics it's uh, you know it's it's really kind of cleaned up its image as much as it possibly can um away from the, sort of the terror state um and uh, you know but hamas has never played that game i mean they've always you know they they want to make themselves the uh you know the 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 headliners for uh, for militant Islam in in the area, and you know they they frankly consider the uh, the politicians of uh, of of the rest of of Palestine of the of the West Bank to be sellouts, um, and 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 that's their that's their thing. Um, so I say, you mean I, I they decided to to wage this war of terror, uh, but like he said, I don't know. No one's going to negotiate with them. I mean, like, no one was going to negotiate with the Nazis at the end of World War II. You know, when the, the the enormity of their war crimes came finally to light, it's like no one is going to sit down and make a deal with them. Unconditional surrender is is was the only thing that was acceptable to the Allies because you know the crimes are so horrific that no one could be seen to be saying like, ah, oh, you know what, you know, bygones be bygones. Um, so unconditional surrender by Hamas, uh, I don't think is in their cards. Um, they, like you said, I think they look at the two million people who live in Gaza as 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 martyrs to the cause. So you know they don't care about them. They are willing to sacrifice each and every one of those people. And you know, unfortunately, at this point too, you've got uh, you've got a, a very militaristic right wing government in Israel, very hawkish. Uh, that certainly isn't going to turn the other cheek. Um, not that they could, but you know, they, you know, well, uh, an all-out war against Gaza is going to be very good for Netanyahu's own political life because he's, you know, he is facing all kinds of domestic problems at home. 
um, even, you know, even Israeli newspapers, uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Is it Haaretz? Haaretz? Haaretz. Haaretz. Haaretz, um, yeah. Which, you know, which which has a, a political perspective, but, you know, they even on the eve, you know, after the attack, uh, was saying, you know, like, you know, Netanyahu brought this on ourselves because he's treated these people so badly. And that's that's an Israeli newspaper saying that. So yeah. Netanyahu, you know, wants to take uh, take the, uh, you know, there have been, been daily protests of, of hundreds of thousands of people in Tel Aviv about Netanyahu's act to, uh, uh, he's acting to strip the Supreme Court of its right to uh, review government things, which happens, you know, while Netanyahu is, has been under indictment for, for corruption and various other things. You know, they talk about Israel being the only and the last democracy in, uh, in the Middle East. Well, its democracy is in danger. I mean, it's a fragile and, and certainly a flawed democracy at this point under the extreme right-wing parties and coalitions. So the, the Hamas is, has picked really the wrong time to, to start a fight because Netanyahu is, is spoiling for a fight and will, will par- prosecute this war to the fullest extent. You know, not, not that he was going to be, you know, anyone was going to be easy on the kind of atrocities that they're seeing, but uh, boy, they've really played into, into his hands and really bolstered his political career at the same time. Interesting you should say that because Every, uh, I've read quite a bit from places like, you know, Israeli newspapers, Jerusalem Post and so on. There's a lot of discontent uh, building in Israel because of the stories that uh, Netanyahu was warned by Egypt that something big was coming. And he has spent all of his time focusing on domestic politics, trying to uh, build an authoritarian state, so to speak. And I mean, we've talked about the fact that uh, this has been months now that tens of thousands of Israelis protest regularly against what Netanyahu's government wants to do. Whereas, you know, here in North America, we pat ourselves on the back if we can get a weekend uh, protest of thousands of people and everyone goes back to their lives. Uh, Israelis feel very def- very strongly about maintaining their democracy. I don't think that, I mean, the fact that he brought Benny Gantz, his, his political opponent, into a wartime government... He knows that he he doesn't have the legitimacy amongst the electorate uh, to lead at this point on his own. I think he's toast. I think that uh, he is going to he is going to be I think just justly held partially responsible for this being allowed to occur. I think he's finally done. We will wait and see. Um, and I have to I, you know I have to say that um, uh, as as somebody you know as as a Jew. Um, I am very disturbed to see in Canada, there are Canadians, my fellow Canadians could be, I could be passing them, you know, in line with them at a store or whatever, who are out there cheering atrocities, uh, things done. I mean, I can't get past what was done to the babies. I, I don't know what, what, what did the, what were the, were the babies coming at them? Like, how do you decapitate and burn babies alive? I don't. I can't get past that. Um, how do you how do you put that aside in your head and cheer what has been done? I this yeah, this say, is not say this all in the name of freedom. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is yeah. This is not going to benefit the Palestinian cause at all. This sets it back a long way. Um, yeah, there is no. This hurts the cause of the Palestinian people. It does not help it, and. 
that what they're cheering is just barbarity. It is not um, a, it, it is not a, a strike against Israel and moving uh, the, the strength of the Palestinian people. For, no, it's a giant step backwards. <clears throat> and yes, yeah. I understand that to them, they feel they've been humiliated and so on. And so I think they're putting aside the barbarity, um, trying to say, well, there have been kids killed in uh, attacks by uh, the Israeli army. They're, 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 just, they're, they're trying not to think about it, I think, and say, well, we've got some pride back. But they are saying horrible things. I mean, they're not all of them, but there are sizable pe uh, groups within these protests chanting for, you know, gas the Jews, death to the Jews, drive the Jews into the sea. And then I look at the uh, pro-Israel rallies, and you're really not seeing death to Palestinians being uh, being chanted. You're seeing people saying, protect Israel, we want our people safe, and, you know, bring back the hostages. I'm not seeing the kill all Palestinians coming to the fore. And... Um, that that strikes me um, as being different. I think that see, I think that there is a liberalism built into the tenets of Judaism, or that has evolved as as Judaism has evolved, and so Jews are more liberal and less willing to to call for such things. It's just it isn't what we do. And then, and then you've got you know the the, the non Jewish liberals. Who the, the the radical left who see the path to liberalism as as hating Israel, um, you know, and pointing out they say it's not anti-Semitic and okay. However, if you look at how Palestinians are treated in Arab lands, the, the left is silent. If you look at atrocities being committed against civilians uh, by other uh, in other countries by other countries, um, Israel in the human rights capacity, it's somewhere down the middle of the list as far as uh, human rights abuses. There's countries far, far worse that are doing these things. Why, if the concern is about human rights and civilians, why don't we see the same these same people protesting just as loudly about countries that are doing far worse things? So, you know, as a Jew, I question, why are you focusing on, the, uh, on Israel when, if your concern is strictly uh, human life and human rights. There are people doing far worse. Why ignoring that? Um, but as it also as a Jew, I I've been disgusted by Netanyahu's government. Uh, certainly his most recent government, where they've just thrown uh, caution to the wind. I don't see the steps they were taking and the way they were regarding uh, Palestinians as uh, you know and Arabs Arab citizens of uh, Israel. I don't see that that what they were doing in any way backs up uh, Jewish Jewish philosophy, uh, Jewish values. It actually violates Jewish values in some very fundamental ways. It's you know if you want to maintain the Jewish character of Israel, that means you've got to walk the talk and follow the the philosophies and the Judaism I was taught. I mean at, at Passover, which talks about the the in my view mythological exodus of Jews from Egypt when we're supposed to drink wine, but we pour some uh, wine out of our glass because we can't drink a full measure because we're sad for the Egyptians who perished chasing uh, the Jews when they left. We can't be happy 
that the that these people were driven to do these things and and perished, or that they were driven to to to, to do or feel evil. We're taught that you must, you know, in biblical terms, the stranger, which usually meant somebody new in town, but the, the downtrodden, the, the those you don't know, those who are not like you, we are we are commanded to treat them with equal kindness that you would treat your own people and your own family. So to be treating uh, Palestinian, you know, citizens of Israel, to be treating Palestinians the way the Netanyahu government had been, this is a violation uh, of my understanding of Judaism. And it uh, it sickens me. And nothing that uh, Netanyahu does now to try to play the hero is going to change the fact that uh, he sickens me. What he stands for and what he was trying to do in Israel sickens me as a Jew. This is just not, and this is why I am sad um, for and, and frightened for Palestinian civilians in Gaza, because I don't believe that they are responsible for this. I don't believe they necessarily even support it, uh, even though, I mean, and if they did, it's, it's because they've been brainwashed. Um, yeah, for, and and for there's decades. nowhere for them to go. Is, and is there's the nowhere for them too. to go. Egypt it's not, has... you know, Syria, you know, we had streams of Syrian refugees who were flooding into, uh, you know, it, 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 their adjoining countries. And, you know, there's problems with borders and war at the best times. But uh, but Gaza is completely blockaded and there's nowhere to go. I mean, it, it's it's really shooting fish in the barrel. And the uh, the civilians and Hamas are, are so, you know, Hamas is, is so intermingled in an incredibly densely populated area. That you know, if you see the the pictures of the, of the devastation inside uh, Gaza, I mean, it's 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 horrific. Just you know, and these are you know, are there are are they military targets? Well, you know, the whole idea of military targets, um, you know, as we've seen in Ukraine, is is you know has blurred. Um, depending on who you're talking to, it's like, well, you know, that there was a there was an ammo dump near that hospital, and we're pretty sure that they they were using that hospital for military purposes purposes. So we we blew it up too, and you know, because there's no no reporting from inside Gaza, there's you know, there's there's no way of checking what's going on there. Uh, and, and going back to what you're saying about about well about both about you know liberal Judaism and 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 me as a Gentile, I'm not going to lecture you on Judaism, so I'm not mm -hmm. telling you anything you don't know here. But you know, like like Christianity, there's you know there's the liberal Christianity, uh, you know the the Christians of the Sermon of the Mount, um, and there's the you know who who, who take Jesus's message as uh, you know we should be looking after each other, you know love thy neighbor, that part of Christianity. But there's also that crazy millennial right wing Christianity that is you know embraced uh, you know particularly in the United States as as a form of Christianity I don't think Jesus would recognize which is no. which is hard and armed to the teeth and xenophobic and uh, and and ready to you know to to start Armageddon and bring about the second coming of Christ you know Judaism also has its its crazies on the right as we talked about before mm -hmm. and you see the people who you know the ones who you know, take their 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 claim to 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 you know, historic Israel, and they they you know move and build on on land that's that's been occupied by by Palestinians for ages, and they're armed to the teeth, and you know, and they're ready to to fight and kill. Um, it's 
and, I, and that's and, and that's the polarization we've seen in Canada as well. I mean, Netanyahu he he is on the extreme right, um, and uh, you know they're the the real cynics. And I'm not a big believer in conspiracy theories too, but like you said, you know, everyone's talking about the intelligence failure of this attack. I mean, you know why you know Israel who, who has one of the best intelligence services in the world and listing posts and 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 very serious about its border security. How did they miss this? And some people are you know, saying, well, Egypt says 10 days before that they warned Netanyahu that something big was coming. And you'd think, well, that would heighten your security uh, alert uh, status as well. And, you know, the cynics and the conspiracy theories are saying, you know, not Netanyahu wanted there to be something. Certainly he doesn't doesn't want you know the, the the murdered babies and all the rest that we're talking about here. But as I said before, with his uh, you know his precarious political situation, that uh, you know maybe he uh, he was uh, not too unhappy that there'd be an external uh, challenge to Israel that he'd be able to rally his people and uh, save his co political career behind. You know that's yes. well, I, don't, I I would not be, believe that. But you know we've seen worse things in this world. Well, he, we don't know how many times. Uh, Israel has been warned that something big is coming and nothing happened. Oh, I'm sure three times a day. Yeah. Um, and uh, do I believe that uh, Netanyahu is morally bankrupt enough? I don't know the man, but based on his political uh, decisions, yeah. Um, I think maybe he thought it would be some kind of minor incursion. Certainly, I don't believe that he would ever have, have been okay with the, the, the depth of what happened, but people didn't believe that uh, Hamas had the resources and, and organization and planning to do this kind of thing. Um, and and I again, I do not support the uh, settlements that have just constantly being been built further and further into uh, lands occupied by the Palestinians forever. Uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's, this is just not going to lead to anything. And, you know, the, the two state solution, the problem with the two-state solution is, who do you who does Israel negotiate with? What Palestinian partner can bring security guarantees and so on? They at this point they can't. You've got uh, the West Bank and Gaza governed by two different parties who hate each other. Um, yep. There is no uh, consensus uh, amongst Palestinians uh, to, to support either Hamas as a government or the Palestinian Authority, because according to, you know, even objective uh, views of it, they're both pretty corrupt. And the people, the citizens that they uh, govern know that there's corruption. They know better than anybody. Um, so how do you, how would Israel negotiate a Palestinian state? There would be a Palestinian state in West Bank and a Palestinian state in Gaza. And they would probably get into a civil war over who's going to rule both of them. It's it's not so simple as to say, well, give the Palestinians a state. I support the idea that the, the philosophy that, you know, the, the philosophy that was the 1948 uh, partition plan, which gave part of the uh, British mandate of Palestine to Israel and part of it to the Palestinians, two peoples who have uh, historic roots permanent historic roots in in that area what do you i mean how how when the palestinians don't have any kind of unity amongst themselves how would a country like israel negotiate and and feel safe that there was that security could be maintained when it's such a tinderbox on the inside on the palestinian side it's just a it's just a friggin mess and 
quite frankly, the uh, you know the I, I don't see how this is going to uh, resolve anything. Um, I just see another example of barbarity. And you're right. I mean, we saw in uh, I think it was Burundi, um, uh, in in Darfur, uh, mm -hmm. in the uh, the war in the Balkans. Oh, there has, in the seventies, yeah, yeah, we have seen the thing that always bothered me as a Jew is the statement "never again," which to me meant never again. Let you know, let as Jews let this happen to us, which is why there was an establishment of Israel because for centuries Jews have been slaughtered by the countries they lived in, and Jews had nowhere to go to escape, and that was yeah. very clear during. Uh, the Holocaust, Jews had nowhere to go, nowhere to flee, no countries that would take them. So they were slaughtered. I understand that. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, how no, do we yeah. resolve <clears throat> this situation? How, and, and sorry, where I was going is never again. To me, never again means never again allow this kind of mass slaughter to a people. Never again allow uh, this barbarity to happen in the world anywhere. And I don't care if it's uh, people in a, uh, an African state doing it to each other or if it's an external, I don't care. This never again means world powers should never again allow this kind of wholesale slaughter. I don't care who you are. I don't care, Jew, non-Jew, Muslim, non-Muslim, atheist, I don't care. This should never be allowed uh, to happen. And unfortunately, it's tolerated all the time. Yeah. and. It's uh, it's very discouraging uh, to note. Yeah, and you know, and trying to you know, trying to imagine how this can possibly end. I mean, at this point, uh, you know, Israel at one point occupied Gaza, and you know, and that's a joy for everybody. I mean, that you know, again, you know, having a, a it's one thing having a hostile uh, population, you know sort of at arm's length that's another thing to actually have to police it you know on the ground yourself um you know especially when tensions and hatreds are running as high as they are going to after this conflict um you know can are they going to get rid of hamas i mean it's it's impossible to get rid of hamas i mean they're they're sprinkled throughout the uh th you know not just throughout uh throughout gaza but you know they they've got offices uh i think they have an office in turkey and you know they've got people you know throughout the uh the arab states as well so you can't get rid of hamas you know you can't surgically excise them you know can you know bomb gaza into into non-existence we're talking about two million people here i mean it's it's you know the whole idea often is just to to make it impossible for someone to continue to wage war on you by destroying their infrastructure. I mean, we see, you know, Russia is trying to do that with Ukraine right now, you know, just make it impossible for them to continue to on your own to, uh, to, to, to wage war by, you know, if you're in the dark, you don't have any, you don't have any electricity, you don't have any water, you don't have any food. It's, it's kind of hard to wage war, you know, but as a policy, as a humanitarian policy, you know, that's, that's horrific. As soon as people start to see the suffering that's happening there, um, so I don't know what the exit is to this because Hamas isn't going to at any point listen to reason or give up because if well, they've they abandoned were, reason, they, they knew well, what yeah, was going to come. If, if they had any reason, they wouldn't be launching these attacks in the first place. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I think, you know, the suicide bomber analogy is probably the best one because, you know, they know that they're not getting out of this alive and they're prepared to take 2 million 
people in the in uh, in Gaza with them and yeah, you know, to give Israel a black eye internationally they don't yeah. they don't care about the Palestinian citizens they just don't they care about themselves and their political fortunes and you know as you alluded to earlier there there's substantial evidence that uh Palestinian terror cells do um transport weapons and things in ambulances and place uh bases and stuff and store artillery in basements of schools and in hospitals because they're using Palestinians as human shields. And they know yeah. that if Israel decides, okay, we've got to take out these artillery things, um, it's going to look bad. All people it's are going to see- It's a black see, guy for them. Yep. Yeah. I mean, Israel does have a history of giving warnings, saying, this is, you know, we're going to bomb this area. Everybody, you've got a certain amount of time, evacuate, get out. Um, and that increases the danger for Israeli forces. But- Israel does, they drop leaflets and so on. They say, leave, please leave. We're going to bomb this area. Um, and and I'm sure it, you, on the other side, you got Hamas saying, no, no one leave. You know, you're not, you know, they're keeping people in, in places in order to up the numbers, in order to up the horror, in order to uh, create more pressure on Israel. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and you've got, uh, you know, you think about how, when I said before that the Arab nations don't really care about the Palestinians, uh, Egypt has shut off a, a humanitarian border to allow Gazans to escape uh, what's going on. Uh, is, uh, Egypt said, no, too bad. You're going to be locked up in there and, and whatever happens to you, however many of you died, not our concern. And I mean, if you think about, you go back to the 70s when there was a large Palestinian population in Jordan and under Arafat, they, they, were, they tried to set up their own uh, parallel government structure and the Jordanians, uh, Jordanian army and uh, leadership said, uh, no. And they went in and within a very short amount of time, killed thousands of Palestinians because they said, you're not doing that here. You know what, what you're trying to do with uh, against Israel. You're not doing that here. And they yeah. just went in and just and bombed the hell out of them, killed thousands. But somehow, if it's Arabs killing Arabs, well, that's OK. Um, that's internal problems. But if it's. Uh, Arabs versus uh, uh, Israelis versus Jews, that's a bigger problem. All of it's a problem. You know, I mean, it, it, we're still seeing, I don't see Palestinians as different than Israelis. Um, civilians are civilians just trying to live their damn lives. And I see these, these. I mean, I saw the images as much as I could stand of what was done, I mean, killing people open fire at a music festival. These are things that we can relate to in North America um, as far as music festivals and so on. I see that and I can't, it's horrible. And I see videos of people hunkering down in Israel. And I see videos of people hunkering down in uh, in Gaza, innocent civilians. And I'm not, I'm not drawing any difference uh, between it. These are terrified people who have no control over what's going on. There's, they're victims. And uh, what can we do for them? Uh, uh, nothing. Uh, you know, we can we can stamp our feet and go protest in front of embassies uh, all we want. But what materially can be done to help? And at this case, at this point, uh, nothing. I mean, Israel going into it hasn't gone in on a land in a land campaign against uh, Gaza yet. They're gonna, and there's going to be civilian. Uh, civilian casualties. I mean, the difference between a terrorist and a military, I guess, is that, I mean, terrorists, as we saw with Hamas, they their target is civilians. Whereas in a military thing, 
there are civilians killed. They're not the target. They are killed as, as collateral damage, they're called. You don't go looking to, to bomb um, targets that don't have military value. But innocent, there's no way not to, civilians aren't killed. Um, and so yeah. this is just a, and as you mentioned, everything is so close quarters in Gaza. Uh, this is not going to get better. Uh, and I don't think that, uh, you know, you hear stories that Hamas is saying, okay, we've achieved our objectives, let's have a truce. And I understand Israel's like, um, nah, not yet. We're going to go in there. We're going to break your back so you can't do this kind of crap again. And I understand that point of view from a military point of view of protecting your own country and your own citizens, which is the pro the responsibility of the government of the land. I get it. But at the same time, as a human being and and on top of that, as somebody who who maintains uh, what I understand to be uh, bedrock Jewish values, I, I can't be happy with I can't cheer any of this. Um, and uh, it just it's just so sad. All of it. It is, especially, you know, you know, we've got to, you know, we've got sadness overload, too. I mean, we, we've, you know, the Ukraine war is oh. is in its second year and it's, you know, and we're, we're just getting numb to it. Uh, you know, there, there have just been, you know, tragedies after tragedies around around the world. And, and uh, you know, this is the last thing anybody anybody needed and it's uh you know it, it it just makes you know some of our smaller problems look very very small um i and i have to say that um <clears throat> again this is because of my uh, my upbringing my heritage uh, my background but it always seems to me to come back to the notion that somehow the jews are at fault because if the jews just wouldn't exist this wouldn't be a problem um and there just seems to be this underlying thing. This always seems to be, no matter what it is, it always comes back to, well, you know, if you would just stop being Jews, this stuff wouldn't happen to you. Sure, if it's not too much trouble. Yeah. Yeah. If you, and, <laughs> you know, how, you know, Jews have survived, you know, there's a joke about Jewish holidays, which is they tried to kill us, they failed, let's eat. Um, yeah. This has been going on for centuries. And, and it's, and it always comes back to, well, you know, no one says you have to be a Jew. If you guys would just, <laughs> you know, at a certain point in time, if you would just have accepted Christianity, this wouldn't be happening to you. So it's your stubbornness that is bringing this on you. It's your, yeah. in, your you know, your insistence on maintaining your own uh, faith and your own uh, culture and your own traditions. You, you know, you're you're standing out and can you blame people you know they they just want you to to, to be quiet and just blend in with everybody else it, there's always this undercurrent that comes back to it as well in some way or another we're going to find a way to blame the jews for what happened to the jews and yeah. i'm this is going to happen again with uh, with this i'm sure that with uh, and i'm already seeing it among some people it's going to come when when things cool down it's going to be well you know if the if the jews weren't uh, didn't exist and didn't want a homeland, this wouldn't have been a problem. Um, and so it's just, it's here we go again, you know? Yeah. And I say uh, the next couple of weeks, I say my, uh, you know, unfortunately my prediction is, is Israel is just going to basically starve out Gaza because like you said, they can't do a land war. It's going to be, you know, house to house fighting. It'll be incredibly costly. Um, just easier to turn off the water, turn off the lights. And unfortunately it means a large civilian population will, will suffer. And, you know, Hamas isn't going to give up because they're using all those people as human shields. 
the uh, you know the hostages that Hamas uh, took of, uh, of of Israelis um, mm-hmm. uh, civilians. Uh, I there's no scenario where I see Hamas giving them back because what can what can Israel what can the United States offer them? Well, they could they could offer? let thousands of Palestinians who were in prisons. Uh, yeah. free in a prisoner swap and and i just i do want to say that when i woke up and i saw that the israeli siege of gaza was going to include cutting off food water and medicine a hard stop for me no i don't yeah. i do not support this i think that that's just <clears throat> inhuman and i understand uh the raw emotions there but no uh food water medicine uh no do not yeah. cut that off it, it sickens me uh, yeah, the, well, it puts happening. you on the wrong side of history, uh, and uh, when 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 you don't have to be there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, because you know what the the Hamas rulers they knew crap like this could happen. They have storehouses where they're not going to starve, they're not going to go, yeah. uh, they're not going to uh, feel thirst, uh, they're not going to be short of of medication. It's just the civilians that are. It's, it's the same thing yeah. that happens with sanctions against countries. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I understand sanctions are a non-military thing. It, the ruling party very rarely re- feels it. It's the it's the civilians, and yeah, I uh, I just hate it. I just hate it, and um, I, I hope that that the the worst doesn't transpire. No, and I say, and that if if there are such things as cooler heads, that cooler heads prevail, and uh, that you know the 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 major powers on the uh, on the sidelines, uh, you know, if this is really about uh, about distracting from from Ukraine or you know the Republicans' problems, uh, electing a new speaker, or you know, there's so many wheels within wheels that uh, affect the outcome of this thing. You know, you just hope that cooler heads prevail and they just realize that this is a humanitarian crisis of of enormous proportion and and somebody tries to find a a a, sol- a solution to it that is uh, the least costly to everybody. Yeah, I mean, especially especially the innocent civilian bystanders. Yeah, it's you know there used to be a statement that uh, Palestinians never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity, and <laughs> yes, I uh, think in this case, at last last while recent memory, uh, the Israeli government has never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Uh, they have world sympathy on their side now, and now they're going to go in and and ruin yeah, it. don't 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 squander it by doing yeah, the wrong they're thing. They're they're going to ruin that capital, and that's because a lot of Israelis feel like, well, you know, the the world didn't give a damn about us in the Holocaust. Uh, they don't care about our survival. The hell with world opinion, and that's not that's not a wise way to play things. Anyway, um, we will see what happens. And on that uh, happy note, yes, yeah, on that happy note, well, let's let's hope for the best, but uh, let's watch what unfolds. Thank you uh, for the conversation, Stephen. Well, it's good to it's it, it's good to, to 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 talk it out because you know there's you know people are 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 quick to do things and they're slow to talk it out. So talking out is always good. Yeah, and I mean, again, it's easy for you and I in Canada, relatively easy for you and I in Canada, to sit here and and talk in reasoned uh, tones about what's going on, um, because we're nowhere near there. I don't I don't even have any uh, relatives that uh, I know of. I'm sure that I, that they're there, but I don't have any uh, connection with any relatives in Israel. Um, so it's easy to to sit here and say well they should do this or they should do that and yeah when you're a distance from it you can often see 
things that people in the thick of it can't. But let's wait and see. Yeah, it, it, and it doesn't. Uh, you know, the fact that uh, neither of us have any uh, any personal family skin in the game, it doesn't uh, it doesn't mean that we can't feel for the people who are affected. That's right. That's right. Okay, um, we'll be back again at some point to uh, continue our conversations. We will. Look All right. To it. Uh, he is Stephen Lawton's. I'm Stephen Kersner, and this has been Small L Liberals. If you enjoyed the uh, podcast, please let uh, your friends who you think would also enjoy this kind of conversation know that we're here, and uh, we will talk again. <laughs>